0: Tone okay. I'm just loud. My goodness, Lacey tells me that all the time, but I don't believe her. So, uh, we I've got a couple of young people on stage with me here. I got Anthony, who is our drummer, and uh, I have Sierra, who is now our drummer's wife. So, uh, yesterday they got married, so give them a hand and. Uh, and <laughs> I told him I wasn't going to do it, and I'm not going to do it, but I'm going to tell you about the first service, all right? So we already had service this morning, and uh, we had a mic die between songs, and Cecil said, hey, why don't you tell them that, that Anthony and Sierra got married? And I said, "Okay, so I got up here and and uh I pulled him off the drums, I said, Come on up here and uh and he I told him he got married, and uh, everybody clapped, you know and i said, and I said, Well, Mark held the ceremony, I didn't get to hold the ceremony, and so uh I said, What I want to do? I said, I want to do this because I didn't get to do it and I looked at Anthony and I said, Anthony, you may now kiss your bride and he goes <laughs> and just stood there and stared at me and uh he did, and uh, and and then Sierra's looking at him, and she finally said, "Are you gonna kiss me or not?" And so, uh, and then Anthony walked back to the drums and told Tanner, "I'm never coming back to this church again." So uh, we got a young couple here, so pray for them, give them one more hand as they leave the stage. Y'all are good to go. I appreciate young Christian people, don't you? Uh, If you have your Bibles this morning, uh, go ahead and be turning it to the 133rd Psalm, Psalm 133. And that's where we'll be taking the message from. Had a good service earlier uh, this morning at 9 o'clock, and uh, now we're having the 11 o'clock service for all you people that don't like getting out of bed, so praise the Lord for that. Glad everybody's here. I'm just kidding about that. Everybody loosen up, all right? I'm glad to be back at church, aren't you? Uh, I mean, my goodness, you, you didn't—you don't know what you have till it's not there. Uh, I, I was telling them, and I feel like this is deja vu, I have never preached the same sermon twice in a row, so just pray for me, this is going to be a different experience, but I was telling them in, in the earlier service, you know, I enjoyed uh, being able to preach by way of internet, I mean it's a blessing to have cameras, it's a blessing to have the technology to be able to do such a thing, and, and, and it's good to, to meet in the parking lot, but there's nothing like seeing people's faces. I mean, my goodness. I know we're spread out. I understand we're apart. But isn't it just good to look around and see people? I mean, not just any people, but your brothers and sisters. And so Psalm chapter 133, we're going to preach generally on that subject. Uh, uh, And the band, uh, or the, the musicians, they've already heard this, so they're going to get a double blessing this morning. Psalm 133, verse 1. Everybody stand to honor the reading of God's Word. Psalm chapter 133. Verse number 1, the Bible says this, David says, or actually it starts off, it says, a song of degrees of David. Behold, verse 1, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. He said, it is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirt's. Of his garments. As the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Verse 1 again Behold, pay attention, listen up, look this way for just a minute. He says, I want to show you just how good it is for, for brethren to dwell together in unity. Let's pray. Father, we love you. God, we thank you for the opportunity, God, again, to proclaim your word. Lord, I thank you for allowing us to meet in this capacity this morning. And God, I just pray that, that these folks that are here, God, would be blessed. Not because of anything I said or, or anything that anybody has sung, but God, simply be blessed by your word and, God, by your praise. Lord, I just pray that you would keep everyone safe this morning. God, that you would just keep this awful virus at bay. And Lord, as as we meet and worship God, that that our minds would just, just be off that and God be holy upon you. God, I just pray that you would use me as your vessel. God, help me again to proclaim your word. God, this message, Lord, that you've given me to preach. Lord, I just pray that you would help me to preach it in your power, God, and in your anointing. God, give me clarity of mind, clarity of speech. And Lord, let us focus on you this morning. Thank you for letting us be here. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I, I like this psalm, and, and I told him this morning, I said I've never preached from this psalm here that I know of until this morning. So, so I actually, it's, it's a strange thing to be able to preach a message twice. So really pray for me. So how many of you have got your Bibles in your hand? If you don't, don't feel that bad. It's on the screen. But, but I don't know if it's on the screen. I don't think it is. But in the Bible, in most Bibles, right after it says Psalm 133. Now this is an introduction, so just bear with me. It says this. It says, A Song of Degrees of David. Now if you read through the book of Psalms for very long, you'll find there is an occasion where it'll give the psalm, and then it'll give a header, and then it'll give a subheader. Now, not all the headers are the same. Some of them will say this. My Bible says, for example, the header says dwell together in unity. That's not really what the Bible says. That's just some guy wrote that in there, but this is what this psalm is about. But it should say in your Bible, a song of degrees of unity. Now, if you back up to Psalm chapter 132, you'll see the same thing. It says a song of degrees, Psalm 131, a song of degrees of David, and so on and so forth. And it goes back 15 chapters and says in every chapter, a song of degrees. Now, what does that mean? Why does that, why does that have anything to do with what you're preaching on this morning? Well, it's very important. If it's in your Bible, it's probably placed there on purpose. Wouldn't you say amen, Tanner? If, if it's in there, and, and I believe that God inspired this. Now, did David write a song of degrees of David? No, he did not. Hezekiah, in fact, wrote that in there. And why this is in there is because Israel had been, had been split apart. Israel had been, had been persecuted and they, they basically had split into two kingdoms and one group went this way and one group went this way and you had the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom and there's dissension among them. And so finally, uh, there's some wickedness going on, and Jeroboam is the king, and there's wickedness everywhere. And finally, Hezekiah is the anointed king of Israel. Everybody remembers Hezekiah, right? He's the guy that, that he was laying on his deathbed about to die, and you know he prayed, and the, guy, the, the prophet came, and he was added 15 years of life. But Hezekiah did some great things, and he, he assembled these psalms. Now, I said all that to say this, that you go to the Temple Mount... And the priest would go, and the reason that Hezekiah assembled these songs of degrees is there were 15 steps going to the temple. And so the priest, what they would do is they would start 15 chapters back and they would start at the bottom of the steps and they would recite one psalm and then they would take another step, and they would stop, and they would recite another psalm, or they would sing this song, whatever you want to say, and then they would go to the next step, and finally they would get right at where they were about to walk into the temple, and they get to the climax of these psalms, and they've been singing the whole time. They've been singing about how good God is, and they've been praising God and and talking about all these things, and finally they get to the top, and here we go. Here's what they say. Here's what Hezekiah chose as the 15th Song of Degrees. Brethren, he says, Behold, how good it is and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. He said, It is precious like precious ointment upon the head that ran upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, and went down to the skirts of his garments. The dew of Hermon as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. He could have picked any of them. He could have said, we're going to say this and we're going to say that. But he said, no. He said, he said, we get to the top of the steps. We're right here. And he says, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. I like dwelling together, don't you? I do. I mean, my goodness, I, I've missed church members. I miss Joanna. Like she don't even understand, even though I've seen you quite a bit, sister. I've seen her by as much as anybody, and I look over, and, and I see Gail, and, and I've been seeing her on Zoom meetings, but you know what? It's not like seeing her in person. There's just nothing like, like being together. You know, a phone call, you can make a phone call, and it's good to hear somebody's voice. It is. I mean, it's even good to send a text or an email, but nothing in this world takes the place of being face-to-face face with somebody. And 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 I s I say that I say that very carefully this morning because there's some folks that couldn't be here still, that are still having to deal with this thing, that that, that don't feel comfortable coming out. And we understand that, don't we? I mean, it's okay if, if you can't come out, I mean, I understand. But I tell you what, I am glad to be in the house of God this morning. And he says, not only to dwell together, you know, to, to be together. But then he says it, that it's got to be, there's, there's, there's a thing that makes it even better. And that is if we're in unity. If we're in one mind and one accord. See, the, the Bible makes a big deal out of Christians being in one mind and one accord. I mean, I want you to notice that if you, if, I don't know, maybe it's still on the screen. I need a screen. Somebody buy me a 75-inch TV and put it on that back wall so I can see what's going on, all right? But, but anyways, if you go back to verse number one, or there is verse number one, it, it comes with a stipulation. Brethren, brethren. It's not It's not the local clubs. It's not, you know, it's not who well, you can join. I think I used the Lions Club as an example this morning. If that's still even a thing, I don't know. Uh, or, or any organization that you can join. It's not like a sports team. I mean, I guess you can be sort of unified, but, but there's nothing like the brethren. Why is that? Well, I mean, it's because we have the same Father. We're washed by the same blood. And we have the same Savior. No club can say that. No, no organization can say that. I want to read a quote to you. I didn't read it during the first sermon, so this is fresh for y'all. A very wise man says this. He says, the church is not an organization. Would you say amen to that? The church is not an organization. He goes on to say, but it's an organism. An organism's alive. Uh, uh, an organization is not. He says this, its symbol for this age is a body and not a business. So here we are, we're meeting this morning as a body. We're meeting as a living organism. And what is that organism? The body of Christ. And so here he says how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. So in this first verse, I want to draw out two words, and I want to give you an explanation of these words. In the English language, we see the word good, and we see the word pleasant, and we think, that's the same thing. Right? Wouldn't you say that, Carrie? Say amen. She's she's like, where's he going with this? And, And you sit there and you think, well, I guess it's good and it's pleasant, but couldn't they have just said one or the other and went on? Well, no, they couldn't have, because in the original Hebrew, those are two different words. We think something's good, it's pleasant, but not necessarily. Pray for my voice. I've done preach myself out, so we're going to quit and go home. No, I'm just kidding. The word in Hebrew for good means this. It means to be right. It means that that it says this, so I'm going to put that word in there, not to change the wording of the Bible, not to try to, to add to or take away, but just to explain it a little better. It says, Behold, how right it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. How right it is for brethren to be together in unity. So what it means is this. That David said that when we're together and and we're in one mind and one accord like we're supposed to be, that that's the right way to do it. That's, That's how it is right. That means... That this, that means this, that a church can meet together and and we can have our normal group or whoever it is or however we are this morning and we can do it wrong. Say amen. You, you don't have to. Well, I figured Lacey would stick it up there. She did in the first service and surprised me. You can meet in church and it would be a wrong way to do it. I believe that, that I've been in a lot of, of church services, and I hate to say this, and, and this is just different than I preached this morning. I've been in a lot of things that have been wrong because people were not in unity. It wasn't right, and God is not going to bless dissension. Did you know that? God won't bless it. We'll get to that a little later. But I want the blessing of God when I come here. When I'm meeting with you, and, and, and I tell you what, I mean, I'm not saying I'm anybody, but when I'm up here in this pulpit, I better be right. I better be in the right spirit. I better be in the right frame of mind, or I might as well sit down on that pew right there and let somebody else preach. And he says how right or how good it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. But then he goes on, and not only is it right, it's how we're supposed to do it, but if we're doing it the right way, then it will be something else. And I believe these words are ordered in this way for a specific reason. He says not only is it good or right, but it's also pleasant. It's also a sweet thing for us to be together in unity. Amen. It, it, I I don't know about you, but but I mean I like to go to football games. And it's it's okay to be there. It's okay to you know when, when the balls very rarely score a touchdown, they we we get together and we we shout for a minute, right? But there's nothing like coming to the house of God and being together with your brothers and sisters. That's delightful. That's sweet. That does something for my soul that nothing else can take the place of. I mean, like I said, meeting in the parking lot, it was good. And it did, it did it for the time. But there's nothing like this. There's nothing like me being able, and I know this is probably against the law. Are we videotaping this, Lacey? That's good. So I can go down here this morning, and I can lay my hand on Tanner, and I can, and I can pat him on the shoulder. And how good that is. That's against the law, folks. Don't tell on me, okay? That wasn't right, was it? But, but how good and, and just, just pleasant to be able to just, just walk up and talk to Zeb. Or walk up and talk to Lauren or, or Lord forbid, have to talk to Cecil for any amount of time. It's pleasant to be here this morning. And so David says that it's good. It's right. It's how it's supposed to be. That's the way God designed it. And he said, it's pleasant for you to do it. But then he goes on. He doesn't stop there. This psalm would have been complete if he'd have stopped in verse 1. And we could close our Bibles and say, Amen. But he goes on and he says this is how good and how pleasant it is. He said, it is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments. So David said this is how how great it is. Several years ago, when this was written, and it's several, way several years ago from now, David was anointed the king of Israel. And when they anointed you king in that day, we think of anointing all. you know, a free will Baptist. We, we think we've done something if we flip a little bottle over and put a dot on your head and pray for you, right? I mean, that's just, that's just how we anoint people these days. But back then, when it said that Samuel went to, to Jesse's house and called his sons up, that he, he finally found David, he found the right guy. He said, there's God's man. And then it said he took a horn of oil. And what that means literally a horn. A cow's horn with the end chopped off of it and a cork in it with, full of oil. And so they, he stood David right there and he poured that on him. And he started and he poured it on his head. And he didn't just pour a drop and said, Hey, you're the king of Israel now. No, he saturated him in that oil. There was an excessive amount, so much that it did just the same thing. And there's a reason that David brings up Aaron. Because there were two types of people that were anointed with the oil of God at this time. You were either being anointed the king, which David was only the second one to ever get that, by the way. Or you were being anointed a priest. So when you had the oil poured upon you, this precious ointment that it is talking about, it meant that you had God's blessing on you and that it was a holy, consecrated thing. That's why he said Aaron's beard. Aaron was God's first priest that he ever called. God looked at Moses and he said, you're making Aaron, your brother, the priest. And he gave, and I believe it's Exodus chapter 30, I I may be wrong on that, but, but I read it. He said, you make this oil up. And it was made of five different things. And, and somebody asked me after the service what they are, and I'll look it up after the service. But it's got five different ingredients. And they're all mixed together. And God said, listen, when you get this oil, and when you pour it on somebody, then that means it's holy. That means my stamp of approval is upon it. So when, when, when Jesse anointed, or when Samuel anointed David, you know what, what God said? He said, that's my man. When, when Moses anointed Aaron and poured that horn of oil upon him and it all ran down and all over him, I mean, just all the way down to the ground, God looked at Aaron and he said, that's my man. That's God's man. He's holy now. So that means that, that, that when, when brethren are truly together in unity, that it's a holy thing that God approves of it, that God looks at it. And he says, he says, when that oil starts flowing, oil, by the way, is representative of the Holy Spirit. Did you know that? And, and when that oil starts flowing and when the Holy Spirit starts moving and people get together in unity, then God's blessing is upon it. God takes his stamp and he says, Hey, that's where I am going to be, where people are together in unity. He says that it's good, it's holy, it's a wonderful thing in that way. But then he goes on to say this, and, and, and you go to verse 3, and you read it like I did, and you scratch your head for a minute, right? I mean, what in the world does that mean? As the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. And I, and I read that, and I thought, well, I kind of get the oil, I get the good and the pleasant, but what in the world is the dew of Herman? So David takes us first to something he knows about to, from a priestly thing, from the anointing of the, the priest and the king. But then David takes us to a different place. He takes us to the pasture. See, David had spent a majority of his life in the pasture with a bunch of sheep, and he had been there and he had spent countless nights and we know the story of David and how he had slain a bear and a lion and and he wrote Psalm 23 and and said that that God makes us to lie down in green pastures and all these things were because David was a shepherd and see David wasn't wasn't he was he was just a common boy at one time just a common young man but he had God's blessing on him and David lived in Bethlehem and right outside of Bethlehem and just a few miles away is Jerusalem. You can nearly see them. But between the two, there's a couple of, of, of what the Bible calls mountains, what we would call hills. And these are the hills of Zion. And David would go out and, and he would take his sheep to these hills and out into this area. And, and way off in the distance, I'm going somewhere with this. Y'all just bear with me. It gets good, don't it, Cecil? Amen. Amen. Way off in the distance, in the north part of Israel, you have a mount called Hermon. And this is the northernmost place in Israel to this day. And on the other side of Hermon is the Mediterranean Sea. Now I said all that to say this, that when David was out in the fields with his sheep, if anybody has ever raised any cattle or sheep or anything like that or anything that grazes, what do you have to have? Well, you have to have grass, don't you? I mean, that's just obvious. You, you can't make any money in cattle if you're having to feed them grain or having to take food to them. Uh, the way you're going to make money or, or eat a cow or whatever is to feed it grass or a sheep in this case. And so in the Middle East, even into this day, it's still the same. In the summer, it would get sweltering hot. Now, we're in the South. We know what hot is, don't we? I mean, we know what humid is at least. But, you know, you go out on an August day, 100% humidity. I mean, you walk out the door and sweat starts pouring off of you. Go to the Middle East and holler at me and tell me what you think about it. I mean, it's hot. It was hot in October, wasn't it, Tanner? But, but right in the, the hottest time of year, what happens in the Middle East is things start to dry out like they do everywhere. And, and what I read in on this is, is the ground starts cracking. Y'all have seen that, right? When your garden gets real dry and the ground cracks. And the grass starts turning brown and the trees are not looking that good. And you think, what am I going to do? Well, these days we'd probably go get a water hose and go spray it down. But back then, they didn't have that. And so David would sit on the side of Mount Zion looking over his sheep. And they would be running out of stuff to eat. The ground would start looking bad. But God knew what he was doing. See, in, in this particular place in the Palestinian region... They have what they call a phenomenon of the dew of Mount Hermon. This is not like dew that we see on the ground when we walk outside in the mornings. But rather, the dew of Hermon is actually a mist. And it, there's very few places in the world that this happens. That during the hottest part of the summer, that's when it happens, that's, that's when God sends it. During the hottest, driest part of the summer, that, that somehow a mist actually comes up out of the Mediterranean Sea. And it goes up one side of Mount Hermon. And then it comes back down on the other side of Mount Hermon. And you know where it heads straight to? Mount Zion. And you know what happens when that mist gets to Mount Zion? It settles down. And it starts giving life. God sends that miracle every single year. It's nothing that a man can do. So we see that, we see that the, 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 the unity is not only holy, that God's stamp of approval is on it, but that also that, that it is like the dew of Hermon. And all that David meant when he said that, I had to give you a big, long explanation, but anybody that was Jewish knew what the dew of Hermon was. And they said, oh yeah. When the brethren are in unity, life is given. It brings life to us. I I've, I've been... I've been how many of you don't raise your hand, but just think to yourself, you've probably been watching the the live streams, right? You can nod your head on that. Yeah, you have. Have y'all been watching them? They don't have internet where they live. but uh and and some of you no doubt, came to the drive-in services, and it's good. and And I hope my hope really is that you've been reading your Bibles. I hope so. And I hope that you've been praying. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but my soul started getting a little dry. Would you say amen? I mean, there, there's just something about being at church that just does the job. Now, if the, only, if the only religion that you have is in this church, you've got a problem. But I tell you what, the way that God designed us, the way that God designed His church, remember, the church is an organism. It's a living thing is that we have to have that life giving flow where does that come from well david seems to think that it comes from brothers meeting together in unity brothers and sisters and and I don't know, but but there's just something, I, and I already uh, it's it's great in this service, and it was good in the first service, and and I feel like I've already been revived somewhat, and that life has been brought into me just simply by being in unity with the brethren. Would you say Amen? He said, "How good it is when that when that dew comes by, when that mist just shows up." And it is able to to saturate that cracked ground. It is able to go into the plants and it's able to make them green again. And it's able to go inside of our soul. I I tell you, I I literally believe, I mean, there's been been research done that, that we actually need each other. Scientists will say that, that people need other people. Well, how did it get that way? Because that's the way God designed it. God, God put it in us. The Bible says in Genesis it's not good for man to be alone. And so he gave us each other so that we could lift each other up. So that, that we could come and we could join in, in in what I believe is a holy thing. I believe meeting together with people is a holy thing. It doesn't have to be in the church house capacity. Uh, it can be in the parking lot. It can be in your living room. It can be in a doctor's office if you meet another Christian. The Bible says where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm going to be right there among them. But I just believe that there's something about being with the people of God that revives the soul. Behold, pay attention, listen up, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Everybody stand. Father, we love you. God, and we thank You for Your wonderful Word and what it means to us. God, I thank You that You impressed it upon the heart of Your man to pin these words down and just to give us an example, God, of Your, of your holy, life-giving model for us to be in unity. And God, I just pray that, that in, the, in the coming weeks, God, in the coming months, in the coming years. Lord, that when we meet together, Lord, that it'll be right. And God, that it'll be with the right heart. With the right spirit. And God, that we will never, ever again take for granted. God, the wonderful thing that it is to meet with your people. Lord, I just pray that you would have your way in each life. God, touch each person, bless them further effort of being here this morning God we praise you Lord and we thank you for all that you do in Jesus name amen brother Cecil
1: poison
0: appreciate you being here uh, the plan right now is uh, to go ahead next week and meet in the same fashion uh, so uh, unless something just majorly changes with the governor's orders or or something then we'll, we'll plan on meeting here uh, in the same capacity still nine and 11 uh, so just just plan on if you're here this morning in the 11 o'clock service we're going to go ahead and count you at being next week in the 11 o'clock service mm-hmm. Uh, if, if that's good with y'all so y'all can still sleep okay it'll be it'll be all right uh, I appreciate everybody being here you don't know how much it means to me to have a good turnout uh, we had a good we had a good turnout I believe there was 51 in the this eight o'clock service Lacey, how many is here this uh, right now 54 61 but some of us huh 44 people that weren't here this morning so if you take out part of us uh, about the same amount so I'm glad y'all are here and uh, is is the setup good does everybody feel comfortable with the setup and and I know it's different but but I thought this was kind of the best way to keep everybody separated and we're trying to we're trying to honor the governor and, and all that he says and go above and beyond if we can and so, uh, I told them this this morning, and, and it's worth saying again, I was going to dismiss you like we were at a funeral, uh, where I just, you know, say, hey, y'all go first, and then y'all go. But, but y'all are adults, for the most part, and can probably handle going to your cars without much, uh, without much guff here. So, please just don't congregate in the foyer, and uh, don't congregate in the parking lot. We ask you, please, just be respectful of each other's space, and, and be careful. And we're hoping, I would love to be back to regular in June. I don't know, that's, that's our goal, It's to, to hopefully be back to normal in June. If you would like to give, we have uh, offering plates in the back. We're not going to pass a plate, so just uh, walk out, just go towards the door that you came in and there will be a plate somewhere there if you would like to give. And, and it's been really good to be here. Can you say amen? amen. It's different, but it's still good. Uh, if you want to see this, the morning's eight o'clock service, it was videoed, and Braden should be uploading at any time actually. So, if you want to see what how different it was for me to preach two services and hear the other sermon, it, it'll be on the internet this morning, sometime. So let's let's all do something a little different. Let's dismiss by putting our hands in there and saying, "Praise the Lord!" All right. I mean, some of you wouldn't put your hands up if I had a gun. Come on, put your hands in there. <laughs> Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You're dismissed.